Well, this morning I want to share with you about Christmas and love. Uh, if you have your Bibles with you, turn to me, 1 John 4, 7 to 21. It also should be on the screen as well. Uh, but it'll be there for you. So it says, Dear friends, let us continue to love one another, for love comes from God. Anyone who loves is a child of God and knows God. But anyone who does not love does not know God, for God is love. God showed how much he loved us by sending his one and only Son into the world so that we might have eternal life through him. This is real love, not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his Son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. Dear friends, since God loved us that much, we surely ought to love each other. No one has ever seen God, but if we love each other, God lives in us, and his love is brought to full expression in us. And God has given us his spirit as proof that we live in him and he in us. Furthermore, we have seen with our own eyes and now testify that the Father sent his Son to be the Savior of the world, all who declare that Jesus is the Son of God have God living in them, and they live in God. We know how much God loves us, and we have put our trust in his love. God is love. And all who live in love live in God, and God lives in them. And as we live in God, our love grows more perfect. So we will not be afraid on the day of judgment, but we can face him with confidence because we live like Jesus here in this world. So such love has no fear, because perfect love expels all fear. If we are afraid, it is for fear of punishment, and this shows that we have not fully experienced his perfect love. We love each other because he first loved us. If someone says, I love God, but hates a fellow believer, that person is a liar. For if we don't love people we can see, how can we love God whom we cannot see? And he has given us this command, those who love God must also love their fellow believers. Father, we thank you for your word here this morning. We thank you that we can still gather uh, together, Lord, and still worship you during this time. And we just pray, God, that your blessing on all those that are here and on those that are watching online, and that, Lord, this word will become alive in all of our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, this morning I want to share with you about Christmas and love. And they really go together. You really can't separate the two, because Christmas and love go together. The God of the universe, wanting to show the world that he really does love us, sent us Jesus during that first Christmas morning, where God loved us that much, they would send his son, Jesus, to be our Savior, to be born in a, a lowly stable in Bethlehem, that we might have forgiveness of sin, that we might have a Savior, that we might have eternal life and heaven. So that very first Christmas that we continue to celebrate every year, and thankfully we are still able to celebrate Christmas, still use that word today, but it's a message of love to the world, and it continues to be a message of love to our world. Again, we read those verses, 1 John 4, 9 and 10. God showed how much he loved us by sending his one and only son into the world that we might have eternal life through him. That's the Christmas story. This is real love, not that we love God, but that he loved us. Again, sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. 
So the Christmas story is really a story of love that the Bible tells us over and over and over again. One of the most familiar passages of Scripture in the whole Bible is John 3.16. And again, it's kind of a short version of the Christmas story. For God so loved the world that he gave us his one and only Son, that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. And so from cover to cover, the Bible tells a Christmas story, and it's a story of love. God loved us so much that he sent us the greatest gift that he could give, which was his son. He was born in our human race to be our savior. He was born to deliver us from our sins. He he was born that he might pay our debt of sin, which was death. He was born that he might restore and open up the way to have peace with God. And that once again, that we might live for eternity with Jesus in heaven. It's kind of interesting as you read this story And as you look at that story, we see that it was God pursuing us, not the other way around. It wasn't us crying out to God, saying, God, we need you. God, we want you. That wasn't there at all. It was, in fact, God loved us. God initiated that love towards you and I and sending his son. So what great love is that? That while we were yet sinners, while we were people that weren't even seeking God, that God would still choose to send his own son, knowing what would happen to his own son, knowing that his son would go through all this torture and go through this death, he still sent his son because he loved us so much. What great love that God would be willing to do and to go through such great extent to show us his love by sending us his son at the very first Christmas. You know, there's times I I must admit that I'm amazed at the love of God that has been extended to us and that continues to be extended to us. I I sometimes think, you know, God, you know, really, I think it would have been a whole lot easier if you just destroyed us all and just wiped us off the face of the earth and started all over again. But he didn't because he loves us. His love is stronger than all the bad things that are happening in our world and all the rejection that takes place and people not turning to God. He still loves us all. And that to me is just so amazing. The biggest gift that love could give was Jesus. And so as we come around this Christmas season, it's a season where we're reminded of the love of God that he really did love us, and that he went through great extents to bring love into our world, sending us his son to be our savior. So it really is a love story. And that's what I want to focus on this morning about love and Christmas and how important that really is today. And I recognize over these last few years it's been very hard on people, uh, sickness, uh, death, loss of income, loss of jobs, Separation in the families, divorce. I was just listening to a statistic uh, just this week uh, talking about how marriages have been affected during COVID. And in Canada alone, over 1.7 million divorces have happened uh, during COVID. And COVID's still not over. And so it's showing that there's a huge cost uh, to all of this that is happening. There's suicide, there's mental stress, there's divisiveness among people, even amongst Christians. So Christmas being a reminder of love, I think is a great thing. 
And I think it's very appropriate because I think the whole world needs to be reminded that we are called to love. So let's talk about Christmas and love. And I'm just going to kind of just quickly go through this passage of Scripture. And the first thing we see here is that love comes from God. God is the originator of true love. He is the source of love. He is love. And he is the one that desires to show his love to the world. And it wasn't just a, a one-time affair where that Christ came and, and was sent into this world, but that God continues to display his love throughout the centuries and desires today to continue to show his love to each and every person in our world. He clearly stated his love for us by sending Jesus. Again, these verses, we'll read them a lot, but verses 9 and 10 again, God showed how much he loved us by sending his one and only son into the world that we might have eternal life. And again, he reminds us, it wasn't that we loved God, but it was God who loved us. He initiated the whole thing. And he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. God loved us so much that he sent us Jesus to be born of a virgin, to be the savior of the world, which would eventually lead to his son being crucified, to be paying the price of sin, which was death. And God knew of all that, and yet he still chose to send Jesus. That's how much he really loved us all. And as you think about that, even if you just take a moment and think about that, that God knew what Jesus was going to have to experience, and yet he still did it. He still sent Jesus. That's really utterly amazing. It shows us that God will go to great lengths to show that he loves us, and the love he shows is not a perverted love, but it's a true love, a sacrificial love. The love that comes from God is true, and, it, and the very nature of God is love. We sometimes wonder, well, is this Christianity or not? Well, you look for love. When you see the love, you know that this is the true representation of God, love. That means that God fulfills everything that love entails, everything that we know about love. The best definition of love, you can look to your dictionaries, but really the best definition of love is found right in the scriptures themselves. 1 Corinthians 13, 4 to 7. We've heard them spoken many times. Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable. It keeps no record of being wrong. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful and endures through every circumstance. We usually apply that to ourselves of how we should be showing those things. But really, that's just God showing that these are all the characteristics of love that I give to you and that I extend to you. That God is patient, that God is kind, that he does not treat us as our sins deserve, that God does not give up on us. He removes our sins as far as the east is from the west. He is gracious and he's forgiving, wanting to have relationship with us. God demonstrated his love to us on that very first Christmas by sending Jesus as a savior for everyone. And he continues to demonstrate that love to us in so many ways. So as we come at this Christmas time, let's remind ourselves God loves us. 
God loves not just us, he loves the whole world. He really does. And I really believe that the word that came to me last night is not a reset, there's going to be a reboot. Where the love of God is going to start being shown upon this world once again in a very great measure. I really believe that. Now, secondly, in this passage, a message on love and Christmas, we see that God, as a God of love, expects us to love, especially each other. Verse 11 says, Dear friends, since God loved us that much, we surely ought to love each other. In view of Christmas, in view of this being the, you know, the last week before Christmas, as followers of God, as recipients of the love of God, of salvation, we of all people need to be a people of love. We need to be a people that manifest the love of God. We should be the people whom our world sees the love of God through us. See, love is important as Christians. After all, we are supposed to be like our God and Savior. And our God and Savior is a God of love. So obviously for us, love needs to be very important. And as you look to the scriptures, you will find that, that love uh, is, in, in, uh, is included in the first two commandments of the Bible. And so Jesus tells us, look, these things are really, really important. They're number one and number two in your life. We find that in Matthew 22, verses 37, 39, where Jesus says, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. A second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. So loving God and loving one another is highly important in the Christian faith. And it's good to be reminded of that as we come into this Christmas season and we're reminded of the God of love that we as Christians need to be people of love. Loving one another, caring about one another, and actually it becomes the ultimate proof that we really are God's children, that we've experienced salvation, that we've experienced the love of God. So as we talk with one another, as we fellowship with one another, as we meet new people, let us keep in mind that we are to love one another. Now I want to talk about some of the other perspectives of loving one another that we also see in this passage as well. And it tells us that love is the proof. Love's the proof that needs to be evident in our lives as Christians. Are you a Christian or are you not a Christian? Well, we have in scriptures to say that there's one easy thing to look for, and that is love. Love. 1 John 4, 7, 8 says, uh, let us continue to love one another, for love comes from God. Anyone who loves is a child of God and knows God, but anyone who does not love does not know God, for God is love. So if we really know God, then people are going to see God in our lives and they're going to see love in our lives. It's going to be manifesting. You won't be able to stop it. It'll just be manifesting all the time of the love of God flowing out of us. See, you cannot be a true Christian and not love. Even Jesus declared that it's going to be our love that's going to help identify us that we are actually Christians to our world. John 13, 35, your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. So as Christians, we need to be concerned about one another. We need to examine ourselves to make sure that we're operating in love, loving one another all the time. 
And that will prove that we actually are God's children of the God of love. Another area we need to realize about loving one another is that as we love one another, it actually becomes an evangelism tool to reach others and help people recognize that there is a God. 1 John 4.12 says, No one has ever seen God, but if we love each other, God lives in us, and His love is brought to full expression in us. There's a saying, you probably have heard it, that uh, the, the world may never see Jesus, but we are the only Jesus that people will ever see. And a lot of times that's true. They, don't, they won't see Jesus. But as they see you, and as they look to you, they are supposed to see Jesus. And so that's something that's very important in our lives, that people see Jesus in us through our lives, through our testimony, uh, through the things that we do. People should see Jesus in us. When they look at us, they should see Jesus. And that really does, it puts pressure on all of us as Christians that we really need to be looking at our reactions and things that we're doing and to really, you know, look here and say, am I showing Jesus or am I showing something else? So the world might not see Jesus, but they will see Jesus or they're supposed to see Jesus and you. You know, often we're the only representatives of God that our world will ever see. And again, a serious responsibility, a, a testimony. We need to be a testimony to God. So let's be careful how we react and respond around others because God's expecting us to represent Him as a God of love. Another thought in loving others is that it leads to intimacy with God. You know, there's a bond that grows as we respond and love to those around us that we're doing what God desires. And when you do what God desires, that pleases Him. And when you please God, that just leads right into an intimacy and appreciation and favor from God Himself. 1 John 4, 16, we know how much God loves us and we have put our trust in His love. God is love and all who live in love live in God and God lives in them. When you start living in love, God lives in you. And there's an intimacy that grows. There's a relationship that grows. Your walk with God grows as we continue to operate in love. That's something, again, that's very important. See, the pleasure of God when He sees His children operating in the way that represents Him. That leads to favor. That, that leads to greater communion, greater fellowship. So it's really to our advantage to love one another because it will bring us into a closer intimacy. Another factor to consider in loving others is a confidence in our faith. That as you love like God, a confidence will grow in your faith. As you realize that as you love others like God would, you know that you're living in a way that's pleasing to God. You're living in ways that are right. And that's going to lead to a confidence in your faith. As we strive to love like God, we grow in that Christian walk. Uh, so much so that when it comes to times of judgment, times of trials, times of testing, we don't fear. We shouldn't be fearing. Even with this COVID period, we Christians should not be fearing. If we're out there loving as God has called us to love, then we shouldn't be fearing at all. We're okay. We're in his hands. He's got us. 1 John 4, 17 to 18. As we live in God, our love grows more perfect. So we'll not be afraid on the day of judgment. 
because we can face him with confidence because we, like Jesus, live like Jesus here in this world. Such love has no fear because perfect love expels all fear. If we're afraid, it's for fear of punishment. And this shows that we've not fully experienced his perfect love. If we're loving like Jesus, there should be a confidence inside of us that things are right with God. And that should we come into that period of time where judgment starts coming upon this world, there shouldn't be any fear because we know we're right with God and we're going to be with him for eternity of heaven. When we have the love of God inside of us, it expels fear, casts out fear, gets fear out of our lives because there's a peace that comes when we have that love. We shouldn't be panicking on certain days. Shouldn't be panicking even in this time that we're living right now if we're concentrating on the love of God and that the love of God would flow through us. Then lastly, in this area of loving others, we come to loving our Christian brothers and sisters that God gave us. I find it kind of odd. I don't know if you do. But here is God telling us throughout scriptures, make sure you love one another. But then he takes it a bit further and he says, make sure you love your fellow Christians, brothers and sisters. See, we really are a family. And God does consider us part of his family. We are brothers and sisters in Christ. We're all related when we come to Jesus Christ and have faith in him. And if we experience the love of God in our lives, then it's supposed to show. And it's supposed to be showing that we especially love our fellow believers. 1 John 4, 20, 21 says, If someone says, I love God, but hates a fellow believer, that person is a liar. For if we don't love people we can see, how can we love God whom we cannot see? And he's given us this command, those who love God must also love their fellow believers. God makes it really clear here. There's no and, ifs, or buts. He's basically telling us, if you don't love a brother or sister in Christ, then your faith is a lie. That's pretty hard. That's pretty direct. But that's what he's saying to us. That if you don't want love your brother or sister in Christ, God says your faith is a lie. That's not our opinion. That's what God's saying. So we don't want to be there. We don't want to go down that track. If there's any kind of hatred that is in our lives, we want to deal with that quickly because there's no hatred in love. They don't go together. You can't have both, one or the other. And God is saying you must walk in love. So we need to deal with that in our lives. We need to make sure that we continue to love one another. Sometimes that means forbearing with one another. Sometimes that means tolerating one another. But yet God calls us to love one another, and especially in the body of Christ. And so as we come in this Christmas season, let's be mindful of these things. You know, 1 John again, 4, 9. God showed how much he loved us by sending his one and only son into the world that we might have eternal life through him. God demonstrated his love towards us when we didn't deserve it. We weren't even looking for it. And yet, he extended his love to us by sending Jesus. And he expects us now as his people to do the very same. Even though people may not deserve it, even though people may not be expecting it, we are to love one another. 
That's what God desires to do. He, he desires to extend his love to us. And I really believe right now in our world that that's the plan of God, that God's going to start pouring out his love upon this world afresh and anew. That's going to be the reboot from God, not the reset from man, but the reboot from God is going to be that God's going to pour out his love in a very fresh way that many people are going to experience a personal visitation by God and encounter him. I think of the scripture of Revelation 3.20 says, Look, I stand at the door and knock. And if you hear my voice and open the door, I'm going to come in and we're going to share a meal together as friends. I believe that God is knocking at the doors of every home. We, we're sending out these little brochures to every home. Uh, I think we're doing about 5,000 homes are going to receive a card like this in our Lakeland region. Well, we're praying that not will they just receive a card, but they will encounter God and they will encounter a visitation of the love of God in their homes by simply these little cards. But I believe that God's plan is to start visiting homes, start encountering homes. And what better time than this Christmas season? So friends, as we look at all these things, God loves us. God wants relationship with us. God wants to be a friend with us. That's how much he loves us. God sent his son as savior. But with that celebration, there's responsibility. And I really believe that this is a time to examine ourselves in this whole area of love. To see what God is doing. And I know with COVID and all the controversies, the rights, opinions, and all that kind of stuff out there. I think God's reminding us as the church, where's the love? Where's the love? And I think we really need to examine ourselves as the church because there's been enough misrepresentation by the church. We don't need any more misrepresentation. We need to be representing Christ in a proper way with love. Even in this season of COVID, we need to be reminded of that. And so I really believe that's what God is doing to us today. He's just reminding us that in these present days to examine ourselves and to look to ourselves to see, are we doing things in love? That when the world looks at us and when the world looks at our responses and the things that we do and the things that we say and our actions, are they saying, there's God, there's Jesus. I'm seeing the only Jesus I've ever seen. And that individual, or are they seeing something else? Are we drawing people to Christ, or are we drawing people away from Christ? And so this morning, let's love. We're being reminded to love. Christmas season is about love. Let's do a reboot in our own computer up here in our minds and get back to loving one another, loving your neighbor as yourself. Loving one another as brothers and sisters in Christ. Because we are family. There's been so much division during these last few years, even in our own homes and families. It's time that as Christians, we show a new front. And the front is love. The front is love. That's what needs to come from us, love. So Father God, I thank you for the love that we've all experienced. 
Lord, I realize that all of us in this room, we've experienced the love of God, probably every one of us. And Lord, uh, we're thankful for that. We are. And Lord, we ask that you would forgive us for those times where sometimes, Lord, we kind of forgot about it. Sometimes we allowed the old flesh to get in the way and we kind of responded or said things maybe that we shouldn't have said or did things we shouldn't have done. And Lord, that happens because we are human beings. But Father, I pray that you would help us as we come into a new season. We're reminded of Christmas. We're reminded of love. We're being reminded that a new year is coming. And I pray that, Lord, there'd be a new front that the church would present to our world. And that would be a front of love, not of protest, not, not of uh, complaining and arguing and, and division, but, Lord, that we would come together and we would love. Love. Love is the answer. It was the answer on that very first Christmas, and it's still the answer for today. It's still the answer for our world that we would love. So, God, help us to love. Help us to love. Lord, help us to overcome any fears. Help us to overcome, uh, Lord, uh, any opinions that we have. Help us to overcome ourselves. And that, Lord, we get back to showing the love of God to all the people that we meet and see every day. So, Lord, help us today. We pray that the love of God, Lord, would be in all of our hearts today in a new and fresh way. And that, Lord, that we'd be conscious of that. And in these days and months and years ahead, that, Lord, we'll make sure that we are the people of love that you called us to be. So, Lord, I just want to pray blessing now upon every home, that, Lord, that they would experience the love of God. We pray that, Lord, over our communities around us. We pray that over the uh, people that are here in this church, over the people that are watching us online, that, Lord, there'd be a new love that would spread abroad and that, Lord, it would be the new front of the church as it marches forward. It will march forward in love. And I pray that, God, in the name of Jesus. Amen.